Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. A vow of celibacy. Sounds a little dramatic, doesn't it? But before I get into why, I just want to start out by saying I'm not a virgin. This is obvious since I have a son, but I know there are so many myths behind why someone decides to take a vow of celibacy that I want to get out of the way as not being the reason as to why I stop having sex. Some of them include, you must not enjoy sex. You must have not met a man that knows what he's doing. Something must be wrong with you. You must not be comfortable with your body or having sex. For the sake of transparency, I want to tell you that none of these things are true about me. In fact, before I took a vow of celibacy, I was having a very happy and active sex life, maybe a little too active, but in the same token, the need to be celibate had been wearing on me for years and years. I knew that it was something that I wanted to do, but it was not something that I felt I could really follow through with because let's face it, most of us want to have sex and we don't want to stop. Before we get into the rest of this post, I want you to check out my video on why I have decided to be celibate for over five years. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking the link down in the blog post. Why I took a vow of celibacy. My vow of celibacy is not forever, but I have made the decision that before I have sex again, I want to wait until marriage. As a Christian, I'm not perfect, nor am I ever going to be. But as I got to know God better, I started to feel convicted about having sex outside of marriage. I started to feel like either I was a Christian and I was going to start following the word of God or I was going to continue to do what I wanted to do and ignore what God was telling me to do. I would love to lie to you and tell you that it was an easy decision, but it was far from. Me becoming celibate was years in the making. God would convict me, I would restrain from sex, and then I would mess up. This process will happen over and over again with men I was in a relationship or just in a situationship with. I was committed to them, but they weren't committed to me. After each time, I had the nerve to pray and ask for forgiveness, hoping that I would not do it again, but knowing that I would. Even though I knew that I should stop having sex, it was not something that I was willing to do. I just saw no real benefit in it. But I have a separate blog post on the benefits of celibacy that you can click the link down below to read. But I want to tell you the actual story that put the nail in the coffin and made my decision to become celibate one of the easiest things that I could do. The story that made it final. The final time that I knew when enough was enough was when I was seeing a man for over a year. Before I go into this story, I want to receive no judgment. I have certainly been boo-boo the fool on more than one occasion. And just full disclosure, this was one of those times where I was boo-boo the fool. So let me continue. It was my birthday and I had just finished spending time with some of my friends. This should give you a hint of the status of our so-called relationship. It was my birthday and he was not there. Instead, I was invited to stop by his house at about 3 a.m. This obviously was a booty call if I ever seen one, but I didn't see it that way. So as I came over, God told me when I went over there just to be quiet and not to tell him it was my birthday. God told me to wait until he asks you how you are before you tell him. And guess what? He never asked. The whole conversation was about him, what he wanted, how he wanted me to massage his back, how he had a hard day at work. He didn't ask me anything about myself. He never even knew it was my birthday. Talk about an eye-opening moment. I could have been a brick wall he was talking to and he would not even know the difference. He was talking at me and literally the conversation required for me to say nothing. And if I did not get that he was a jerk at that specific moment, 
I decided to have sex with him, which after, as I got comfortable and began to get ready to go to sleep. He told me to leave so that his girlfriend could come over. I was shocked. I had not been seeing anyone else, but apparently he was and had no problem letting me know that I was only there for the physical and nothing more, which is why he kicked me out in the wee hours of the morning. I want to recap here. I went over a man's house that I had been dating for over a year. On my birthday, he talked about himself, did not even know it was my birthday, and then kicked me out so that his girlfriend could come over. And I guess a girlfriend he was cheating on because he had just had sex with me and he did not bat an eye. Why this was the last straw for me. After this happened, I felt disrespected. The only person that I could blame was myself. He did not rape me. He didn't force himself on me. He was showing me that he was a jerk the entire time that we were dating. But I fell for the nice body and the cute face. Because of it, I was putting myself and my body in a position to be used and abused. And I was paying the price for it. He was having multiple vaginas and here I was getting kicked out at like 4.30 in the morning. That was when I decided to no longer put myself in these compromising positions. I also decided that there were too many STDs out there to continue to sleep with anyone outside of marriage. Condoms don't matter. Yes, they protect against STDs, but not all. You can still get herpes or genital warts. The men I was sleeping with were sleeping with someone else, and that was not real intimacy. Not for me, not for him, and not for her, his girlfriend. We were just switching bodily fluids with one another, and it made me sick because that's not what sex is for. Since I made that decision, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I learned the reason for sex and why it was created is for the context of marriage, to prevent men from using you and so that you can keep your mind clear and all of that crap that men will try to feed you to get into your pants. When I think of my past relationship with people I had sex with, what was it all for? I'm not with them now. It was all for instant gratification or a temporary way to satisfy the flesh or thinking that I can make a man be with me by having sex or fearing that he will break up with me if I did not have sex with him. Now it doesn't really matter. No one is worth me getting disrespected over like that again, and I have complete control over that by not allowing men to have free access to my body. In this day and age, sex has become too casual. Also, it may be worthwhile to watch my video on why becoming celibate is not just about sex, and you could watch that below. We have lost the meaning that is supposed to be special. Women and men we're not made for casual hookups, which I have a separate blog post on and you can click the link down below to read. There are hormones that are released during sex which cause us to attach to one another emotionally. Therefore, if you're having sex with everybody, then it affects your ability to connect in a serious relationship in the long run. This is because you have become so used to having sex and turning off your emotions, you have become immune to a real connection. This is why both men and women can have sex with whoever they want and walk away like it's no big thing. But it is a big thing, or it should be. And that is why I chose to take a vow of celibacy, because I really wanted to reclaim the intimacy of sex for myself. Having sex outside of marriage, for me, was not working. But since I chose to be celibate and really commit to it, I'm a lot happier than I was when I was having sex. I have a bigger peace of mind. I also suggest you read my blog on Works of the Flesh, which you can click the link down below to read. It will give you a better understanding of what it means to be ruled by your flesh and having sex with multiple men or outside of marriage. You are allowing your flesh to rule you. If a man really wants you and wants to share your body with you, don't you think that you deserve better? Don't you deserve that you deserve commitment over just being a girlfriend, which I have a separate blog post on and you can click the link down below to read? Your body is one of the most precious things that you have, so why give it to a man that has not paid the price for it? If you know a fellow single woman that could use this advice, don't be selfish and feel free to share this post with her. 
And also for you single women, I have something special for you. It's my book specifically for Christian single women. All you have to do is scroll all the way down to the blog post and click the link to buy. Or if you're not sure, click the second link and I'll give you the first few chapters for free.